Hi, I'm Bruce Weinstein. I'm Mark Scarborough. And usually on these long episodes of the podcast Cooking with Bruce and Mark, we cook to our recipe. But today we're doing what in our business is called editorial content. We're discussing food issues that are near and dear to our heart that we have thoughts about. Right. And today we are discussing what it's like to to try and cook and get ingredients and write cookbooks and create recipes and even just make dinner when you don't live in the middle of a big city. Well, okay, let's back this up and say 11 years ago, it's been now almost 11 years ago, we left the middle of Manhattan, 9th and 24th Street, and we moved not to the burbs, but we moved to very rural New England, very rural. To the middle of nowhere, basically. Right. I mean, I don't live in a backyard. People think, oh, you moved there and you have a backyard now from Manhattan. No, I have bear and moose and I have we live in the woods I have hunters mm-hmm. and I have hunters who traipse through my backyard sometimes because they got lost in this thousand right. acres of, of, of hunting land behind us right and all of that kind of stuff so we live very rurally and I have to say that in 11 years of living like this it has changed the way we think about food and recipes uh, how many cookbooks have we written at this house out in New uh, England in this house we've written uh, about 20 20. So of the 30 cookbooks we've published, we've done about 20 of them here. And in these 11 years, it's hard to believe, in 11 years. And um, honestly, over the years, things have happened to our recipes. And I think one of the things that's happened is indicative of all of these problems is that our recipes have simplified over the years. They have. Well, they've had to because... Um, you know, when we lived in New York, it was easy for me to just think about any ingredient I want to use in something. You know, everybody knows I'm the chef and Mark's the writer. So when I'm thinking about putting a dish together that Mark and I have concepted out, I now have to think about what am I going to put in it. And I never thought in the past of, well, what can most people just get? I always thought of what did I want to use? And right. living in the middle of Manhattan, I could get anything. Right. So we used to put anything and everything in every recipe right and you know we live uh, we have we do have a big supermarket it's a big nice supermarket but it's about 20 minutes by car from us and if we want to go to let's say a whole foods or a gourmet market we're talking an hour down sometimes frustratingly slow two-lane country roads really? to get to let's say whole foods where we're going tomorrow where we're going tomorrow and to do this very thing and so all of these things have changed the the way we think about food we don't i mean again it's an hour and 20 minutes to any kind of chinese market and it bears no resemblance to the Chinese markets in Manhattan that we had access to. It has no resemblance to anything like that. You have to kind of go there when you know the stores, the shelves will be stocked. But this isn't, this isn't a a time for Mark and me just to complain about how more difficult our lives got. No. Um, What it did is, is it made us think about a, how to simplify our recipes, but not to make them boring. We still want things to be interesting and delicious. So we had to find challenges, ways around these challenges. And a very simple way that everyone can do is go to your supermarket manager if they don't carry something you want and complain. Oh, that's how they know the New Yorkers there. (laughs) Because if you complain enough, they will carry what you want. In fact, our local supermarket for years and years did not have canned chipotles. It did not have jarred roasted chestnuts. Um, Even, get this one, they didn't have corn tortillas, only Wheat. Yeah, it's New England. 
But I did enough complaining that our local supermarket oh. now carries chipotles, jarred is. roasted chestnuts, and corn <laughs> tortillas. The New Yorker has moved to the country. <laughs> but it's true. Actually, Complain. Exactly. Saying what you want to your local supermarket is important because they don't know. No. Because, listen, we live – the supermarket we have is a nice, big, beautiful, clean supermarket, giant. Um, it would probably be uh, – commensurate with uh, with a suburban supermarket. Yeah, it is a suburban supermarket. But let's face it, it is full of I don't want to put this down, but it is full of the national brands. You're of not going to find jarred stuffing mix and spaghetti sauce, right? And, all and that. cereals, box right. cereals, and all that. And you're not going to find small producers. You're not going to go to the jam aisle and find a lot of little small producers of jams. You're going to find the big national brands. Yeah, of but jams. you're also being spoiled too because you had Central Market when you lived in Texas. It's right. And Central Market is one of those urban supermarkets that had that prides themselves on not carrying brands that you can be this giant market with two aisles of jams and not a single one okay. is made by craft. Right. That's right. But that still doesn't speak to what happens to most people. And I think that moving rurally has put us in touch with a lot of people because right. let's face it, people do not want to drive home from work and drive an hour to a Chinese market in Dallas, Texas, no. and then go home and make dinner. They just don't want to. So what you have to do if you want to make Chinese food on a fairly regular basis, you have to think ahead. And you have to plan because you're not going to get the instant gratification of just walking out of your building and going into the market next door in New York you have to plan ahead and get keep things in the house and one of the best ways to do that is the internet it is this is a tried and true solution as you know you can get coconut oil or you can get whatever you want through the internet walnut oil or whatever and that's all fine and dandy but it does take for lack of a better word it takes some of the fun out of cooking because you do have to think ahead you have to think you ahead. can't have instant gratification it takes some of the fun out of the shopping too for me but i have learned i have learned how to make it fun so for instance while i love to wander around the big asian supermarkets when we're in new york and i have this instant gratification i fill my basket we get home i can make chinese food that night I go onto places like there's a Chinese market online called the PoSharpStore.com, P-O-S-H-A-R-P-Store.com. And they're in Quincy, Massachusetts, outside of Boston. And their website is amazing. And you could, I could spend hours just going through their pages, looking at their fermented chili paste and tofus. And for me, it's as fascinating as, as walking down the aisles of the store without the stench. Maybe, but it's still, <laughs> maybe, but it still doesn't solve the problem of dinner tonight. And it, most people, this is, this is, I guess, where part of where this is headed is that cookbook writers this this move to the country has caused us to de-romanticize how we see this cookbook writers are fascinated with the romance of preparing dinner and while that's great and while we both have a still very idealized notions of cooking dinner most people don't have those notions no they just want to get dinner on the table that's right hence the rise of food services like right. blue apron that's right and hence the buying of whole foods by amazon which is setting them up for a giant food delivery system yep. which is going to be you know the door-to-door -door delivery system the other answer that people often have to this kind of problem of you know how am i going to get what i need is of course the endless problem of eating local that the endless solution you know either order from the internet or choose to eat locally which is fine and dandy except i live in a place where there is nothing local for six months out right. of the year nothing i mean where we live in rural 
New England, chickens stop laying in the dead of winter. So there is not even, there aren't even fresh eggs to be had. Now, the best we could do in the winter if we want to eat local is we could buy frozen meat from local farms, and that always exists all year round. But there are no fresh vegetables if we're going to eat local. Now, local is great for us from June through October. We can get everything from berries to squashes and anything in between. But the rest of the year, I have to look at the freezer section of my supermarket, and I have to go to Whole Foods for an hour if I want to buy something like kumquats or parsnips. That's right. And I think that what this has taught us, this this kind of problem of sourcing ingredients and figuring out how to cook in a rural area, it has taught us that really the business is, the cookbook business, is shoving in two directions. It's shoving to the more high-end books, the beautiful, beautifully photographed, high-end books that are by and large aspirational, right? Fantasy. The recipes are going to call you to get some dried salmonberry must. Yeah, there you go. Salmonberry must. They don't even have that at Whole Foods. No, they really don't. They probably don't even have it on the internet. My guess is they don't even have it on the internet. Right. Or So you can go to Norway and buy some. Right. Or right there's the there's the the you know the other side of the story which um, is simpler recipes to get dinner on the table to figure out how to do an evening meal right. where it's still aspirational after yeah. all making a bean soup in a pressure cooker tonight is still aspirational it is but it's not impossible and so i think that's where you know we try and and balance those two things really well we did that like in our pressure cooker book that was a perfect example we help people get food on the table make dinner with pretty much with ingredients they can find. In fact, when we wrote that book, we said if it's not in our local supermarket, we are not going to use it. But I think that what this has all taught us, uh, and this is funny, after 30 cookbooks, I can honestly say I think this has taught us that cooking dinner is hard. What it comes down to is a combination of things. You learn to balance the, um, the thinking ahead and knowing that I want to make something later in the week, so I'm going to shop for it, you know, all this Saturday. And you think about, you know, knowing that there are some quick cook dishes you can always make, so you keep arborio yeah, rice yeah. in the house for risotto. Yeah, but I want to interrupt you here. Yeah. You're making it sound like it's solved. It's not solved. Dinner is an ongoing struggle, right? The it, difficulty yes. of dinner. It's not solved. And and. It's funny. I, I don't have logical solutions to this. Do you? I mean, you're right about everything you said. Yes, the, the, solu- the solution is to have to. It's is you're never going to get rid of the problem that dinner is difficult, but you can sort of try and overcome that and make it easier on yourself by thinking ahead, so that you're never stuck at four o'clock with there is nothing to eat. Well, yes, and that's a terrible feeling. And uh, I mean, not not a terrible feeling that there's nothing to eat. It's just the, like, oh, that that horrible feeling of I might as well open a bottle of wine because there's absolutely nothing to eat in my house, and I don't want to do anything. And that's it's not a good position to get into because you're not treating yourself well. Right. You're not you're not actually thinking about your own needs in life. Right. And it, it, but yet yet. I think both of us fight the romanticization of cooking and the difficulty of just making dinner. And I think that moving rurally has kind of is continuing to teach us that problem. The, the, The ongoing struggle of how to get dinner on the table is a thing. And it will be a thing and will continue. And we will continue to try and work on it in our recipes to help people. Um, and everyone in the end has to find their own solutions. 
and and their own ways to struggle with it because right. it is an ongoing struggle that we all face. That's right. That's right. So to hear us back to cooking recipes or blathering on editorially about things that concern us, check out the longer episodes of this podcast, Cooking with Bruce and Mark, every Thursday. And listen on Tuesdays as we help you avoid common cooking mistakes here on Cooking with Bruce and Mark.